Hello, this is Polina B. You are listening to episode number three of my weekly show. In today's episode, I want to share the main principles of the monthly method. It was developed as a result of trying different productivity tools, seeing what works and what doesn't. I have also adopted some of the Scrum principles from my corporate career to my personal life. I am proud of the results I've been able to achieve with this method and I hope it can add value to your life. Welcome to the Monthly Method Podcast. This is a show for solopreneurs, creators, and artists who have a burning desire to launch a project. This is for a project that is not urgent, but truly important. The one your best life depends on. Your host, Paulina B, is a certified Scrum Master. She brings a proven record of launching successful projects, both professional and personal. You will hear about tested techniques that lead to calm, consistency, and results. Stay tuned to turn your idea into reality one month at a time. First of all, I want to let you know that I do not believe in long-term planning. This is something Scrum practitioners embraced a long time ago. However, it's taken forever for personal productivity experts to adopt. First of all, we live in a very fast-changing world. You have to adapt quickly. People in the business world know it. People in technology know it. We as individuals should know it too. We also learn at incredible speeds. It is something that was not available to generations before us. We read books which can be delivered overnight. We have access to the libraries for free. We also have podcasts, blogs, learning platforms, and YouTube. We can learn and grow at incredible speeds. The person I am today is very different from the person I was even six months ago. So if you choose to set long-term goals today, you are limiting yourself. You are settling your long-term goals based on your knowledge of the world today. However, in five years from now, you will have so much more knowledge and a very different mindset. And the knowledge you will have in five years from now should dictate your actions, not something the old version of you put on a piece of paper. And the final reason why I don't believe in long-term planning is that long-term planning lets you off the hook. It's never urgent enough. You can always do it tomorrow. You can spend another month doing research. A month is not a big deal when we are talking about a five-year goal, right? Now let's talk about the main principles of the monthly method. Number one, it focuses on short-term planning versus long-term planning. As I mentioned before, I don't believe in long-term planning. I have adapted the notion of a sprint from Scrum methodology. My monthly sprint lasts for three weeks. Yes, only three weeks. I have the last week of every month to relax, recharge, pat myself on the back, reflect and plan for the next sprint. Three weeks is a long enough time to get substantial progress done on my goal. 
yet it is short enough to keep me focused. That way I feel the value of every day and I know that I have a tight schedule to get everything done. I can't afford to be sloppy with my time management. That way I always feel the deadline breathing down my neck. Principle number two, always be celebrating. It's actually an interesting piece of feedback I've gotten from my students. When I first introduced this method in my service, I thought people would continue working with me because I act as an accountability partner or as a coach. However, what I end up hearing is very different. People like that my method is based on celebration. This is one of the first things we put on the calendar, our celebration time. Every week we celebrate our achievements, we do something nice for ourselves in order to celebrate small wins. Some of my clients say that I'm the only person they can celebrate their small wins with. The outside world is used to overnight success, grandiose launches, million dollar revenues, 100 pound weight losses. So people often feel that what they're doing is very insignificant compared to the outside world. However, under the monthly method, you are encouraged to celebrate your success on a daily and weekly basis. And I start a call with every one of my clients with the question, what are we celebrating today? I try to create a place where people can feel proud of themselves, no matter how small or big their accomplishments are. Principle number three, relax and recharge. In the monthly method, the very first thing we agree upon is fixed working hours. Your evenings and weekends are for you to be enjoyed. I strongly believe that all-nighters, packed schedule, hustle and unavoidable burnout is for highly insecure people with sloppy time and thought management. Being very busy, tired and overwhelmed has nothing to do with being productive. We are biologically wired to switch between on and off modes. You can't work hard if your tank is empty. You need to recharge. I suggest that Not all relaxation is the same. Watching Netflix all weekend long versus spending a weekend in nature disconnecting from social media. Not the same effect, my friend. Very different. Investing time in activities that recharge you is what goes on the calendar first. Work fits in the hours between play, not the other way around. Principle number four. Lead versus lack goals or outcome versus practice. Let's say someone comes to me and says, I want to make 100k next year. This is an outcome-based goal or a lack goal. It's a result of a certain activity. Oftentimes you are not even sure what activity it is the result of. What I usually say in this case is that we'll get you there, but only if you forget about this 100k goal and focus on the monthly method process. Under my method, when we form the goals for the month, the two conditions are, number one, there is a limit on how many goals you can have, and number two, 
they have to be lead goals or practice-oriented goals, something that only you can do and it is not dependent on anyone else. Here is an example. Instead of saying, I want to start a successful blog that has 100 subscribers in the first month, we set the goal of start a blog and publish 8 blog posts. What's important here is to create a consistent publishing schedule. Getting 100 subscribers in the first month is not something you can control. Publishing on your blog twice a week is the thing you can control and later celebrate. Principle number five, embracing cyclical nature of growth by establishing weekly structure and daily routines. Okay, let me unpack this. My thesis here is that progress is not linear, it is cyclical with the upward trending slope. In my corporate career, through practice, uh, trial and error, I found that teams function extremely well under a cyclical structure. There should be something that happens every quarter, every month, every week, every day. The most productive meetings are cyclical as well. You first send an agenda to everyone involved, then you run your meeting based on this agenda, then you send out a summary with the next action steps, and then you repeat the whole process again. People love and crave consistency. It's common. Every process in nature is cyclical. There are no loose ends in nature. Let's look at it. There is fall, winter, summer, and spring. There is a sunrise and a sunset. Days are getting longer, then they're getting shorter. Very few things happen just once. Usually it is a process that can be drawn as a closing loop, as a circle. One of my favorite quotes is by Lao Tzu. It goes like this. Nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. Now that I'm thinking about it, it also might be the reason why we find a circle the most common shape of all. Or it may be just my OCD talking, who knows. Music is also cyclical, unless you're listening to jazz, of course. A scrum method is also very cyclical. It has product backlog refinement, sprint planning, daily stand-ups, sprint retrospective, sprint review, and it repeats itself every sprint. Great pieces of literature and poetry are often cyclical. That's why there is a clear cyclical structure in the monthly method. Plan, execute, reflect, learn, adapt, repeat. You start with the process of setting and locking in your goals for the month. This is also when you review your backlog, the document with ideas for next month, something I will cover shortly. Then you have weekly goals that we agree upon during our weekly calls. We have weekly calls on the same day of the week and preferably at the same time. 
I also encourage my students to create a daily structure as well, or at least create a consistent morning routine. Also, there is a hard stop to the working day. That's when you know your workday is over and now it's time to play. By embracing the cyclical nature of progress, I found that you can accelerate your success like nothing else can. Yes, at first it's awkward. You're getting used to these new processes, meeting structures, daily schedule. The first month or two is the learning and adaptation period. But once you're accustomed to it, it's so seamless, you don't even have to think about it. That's when these weeks of practice pay off and you can get in the state of flow. And the final principle of the monthly method is embracing the power of limitations. We impose limits on a bunch of things. First, the number of weeks in a sprint. There is a limit. You only have three weeks to get your work done. There is a limit of how much time you can spend on working. Ideally, you should have your evenings and weekends to yourself. Your success should never depend on sacrificing your health, both physical and mental, your marriage, and time spent with your kids. You should have the time to invest in your favorite activities and friendships. Why is that? Because limits on time available make you focus. You can't procrastinate if you know that you only have two hours to get those five tasks done. I bet your most productive day every year is the day before you go on a two-week-long vacation. You need to get the most important things done, delegated or rescheduled. And you get a ton of things done in eight hours because you know that tomorrow, early in the morning, you have a flight and you will not have connection to your work email but you still want to make sure that things go well and you don't get fired by the time you get back. So, this proves that you can be very productive if given a very short amount of time. I was recently listening to the interview with Jerry Seinfeld on the Tim Ferriss show. Highly recommend. Check it out. Again, it's on the Tim Ferriss show. Uh, He said that the most important tip for establishing a successful writing routine is to know when it will end. You should tell yourself, I will write for one hour. When the hour is up, you're done. You can be happy. You don't need to think about it any longer. Okay, so coming back to the monthly method, there is also a limit on the number of goals and tasks you can have in a month. It's never more than 15. You can have less, but you cannot have more. And on top of that, there is a limit of goals you can dedicate to your professional life. It is only five. Everything else is budgeted for your health, well-being, and quality of life. I also encourage my students to have a limit for the daily tasks. Personally, I try to limit my daily tasks to no more than 10. Of course, I end up doing more than 10 things a day, but I keep 10 on my list. Otherwise, I feel overwhelmed, it's just too much. So 10 is the number I can focus on. 
On my weekends, the list is like five tasks maximum. Okay, there's also a limit on changing your goals throughout the month. And this limit is zero. Once we log in your goals, you cannot add to the list. You can remove things if they become irrelevant, but you can't change just because you don't feel like doing something. And this avoids acting on the whims of your emotions. This allows you to be more intentional. I tell my students to create a note file on their phone or in their planner called ideas for next month. When they feel like they want to commit to something or they think something would be cool to do, but it requires a lot of time on their end, I ask them to write it down in the ideas for next month. Don't commit to it. Write it down. You know that you will not forget it. You know that you will review this awesome idea when it's time for this. Just write it down, but don't start acting on it yet. You can commit to it full force next month. This is the idea of backlog I adopted from the Scrum methodology. What ends up happening is that when it's time to plan their next month, a lot of ideas they wrote down don't sound as exciting anymore. It was just a knee-jerk reaction to an advertisement, someone's social media post, or just the weird state of mind they've been in. Or a weird state of mind they've been in. This is the principle I find most useful for myself. Because I'm the person who gets excited, very excited about new projects, new ideas, and I am good at starting things, but I struggle at being consistent. This approach allows me to commit only to things that I know are valuable and I know I have been wanting to do this for a long time. It allows me some time to cool off, think about it, think if I really need it, if it was really my idea or something that was pushed upon me by outside world, social media, whatever. And this brings more intentionality into my life. These are the main six principles of my monthly method. If you want to try it for yourself, head out to monthlymethod.com. The site is listed in the show notes. You can sign up for the monthly method every month. You can either work with me one-on-one or you can sign up for a group coaching. I choose to work with small groups. And this is not what you see a lot uh, nowadays with coaching and goal setting. Usually it's a huge group on some like Facebook page and you get lost and there are thousands of people and it becomes irrelevant, not efficient, not productive. It's just another fan page on Facebook. So this is not how I do things. I find the group loses its momentum when it becomes too big. I have a limit of five people per group. That way, everyone has enough airtime during our weekly calls 
And no matter what plan you choose, you can get in touch with me every single day via text or voice message. If you're interested to learn more, head out to monthlymethod.com. Have a great week, everyone. Please subscribe if you want to get a freshly baked episode delivered to you next Monday. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to ask a question, leave a comment, or share something interesting, please use the link provided in the show notes. I look forward to hearing from you and answering your questions in the upcoming episodes. 